0: With Matt Dwyer. I'm Matt Dwyer, and welcome to this music and arts podcast that sometimes veers into activism and topical issues, but mostly it's a music and arts podcast. And more specifically, it tends to be, as of late, a music podcast. And that's fine by me. I love all those things, but I really love music. And speaking of which, if you'd like to the song that opened my podcast today. That is a song called Raven on White Cadillac by the band White Fence, a.k.a. Tim Presley, who is my guest today, and I'm very excited to have him on this podcast. Uh, it was a, a, a great, great, great conversation, and we covered his early days in, in the punk scene in the Bay Area, his new art book. Uh, it goes everywhere. It's a really great conversation, and uh, I... Uh, I really, I, you know, I've never met Tim. We have a lot of mutual friends, but I really, I really like this guy. <laughs> I felt like, I felt like we were kind of buddies afterwards. And we talked for like 30 minutes or something like that after we recorded. So that was pretty exciting. And a lot of the past guests and friends are mentioned like Rob Barbado, Ryan Sambal, Dan Ayed once again comes up and, and, and a variety of other people, um, that's it. I'm not gonna uh, ramble on. Uh, all the um, you, all things Tim Presley are in the show notes. So if you want to find his art book or his music, please go to the show notes and look that up. Uh, his book. I was looking at it online because it doesn't come out until August 25th. Really uh, awesome. It's really great looking. So uh, buy that book and listen to his music and enjoy this podcast. <laughs>
1: There's always been a lot of great music in in the Bay Area, San Francisco, East Bay um, area. And I think there's a lot of local heroes to kind of look up to, you know, like whether it's Operation Ivy or Rancid or Green Day or whatever. So when you're a teenager, all that stuff is amazing. And especially it was getting huge, you know, so it kind of felt, You know, you felt proud about it And then you start learning things about Where that came from And you find out about Gilman Street In Berkeley And uh, Yeah It was kind of like the mecca
0: For all that Is is Gilman Street was sort of like where, Where the scene was The heart of the scene?
1: For sure It was like the The CBGBs of You know The Bay Area Or California and was in a way
0: was like uh, bands like uh, uh, Operation Ivy and so were, were the, was that accessible? Were you like right in closer with that, or were those guys already kind of big and sort of untouchable?
1: Oh yeah, they were like the senior classmen. That was like a, a generation right before me, you know. So the myth grows, and it's like wow, you know. Uh, and there were it was such a special, I don't know, like it was inspiring. It made you feel like you could do what they did, you know, in a way, start a band, play locally. I don't know. It just seemed doable. Um, Yeah. And there's just so many other bands from that era, but yeah, Operation Ivy was like the, the, the mythological hero for, I guess, my
0: generation. Uh, they still seem mythological. I mean, there's just... It's amazing.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's I, I actually listened to it recently. Just to, You know how you go back to records from your youth? And yeah. it's really good. It's really good. It's like good music, you know?
0: Uh, I, that's uh, curious, because I've been going back to stuff to see what I like and maybe listen to stuff I didn't like to see if maybe my tastes have changed Have you been Do you do that at all Just to see like
1: Hey do I see still- Yeah Yeah uh, I've been on that big time lately In quarantine Yeah what is Going some, back to old
0: yeah. What's some stuff that you thought you didn't That you used to not like That maybe you were like Oh this isn't so bad
1: Oh oh I was uh, Oh I don't know I was thinking more of like Going back to stuff I liked when I was In my teenage years And seeing if it still hard <laughs> enough You know <laughs> To see if I See what went wrong and what went right I guess
0: Yeah I can't do uh, as much loud stuff as I used to do Like I the, the ang- Yeah Angry doesn't work with me anymore
1: <laughs> Yeah totally <laughs> uh, uh, I, I agree Although I have been in the, in the mornings, been listening to like late 80s hardcore for some reason, or early 80s hardcore, I mean. So I guess I'm not fully out of the loud zone yet.
0: Um, yeah, I was watching a video of you at Amoeba going through, and I was. I... Your music knowledge I mean, most musicians It's a vast knowledge But you I I was like I felt like I got a mini lecture Like college lecture On music Across (laughs) the span It was like really mind-blowing
1: Yeah I mean i was just a fan I, I am a fan But Part of the fun of being A kid for me Was Finding out about bands It was like You know You went from Baseball cards To Collecting bands And learning about bands You know I, I don't know I just It was just something That I was really Into Um And the more obscure The better Um Yeah And that shapes Everything I, I think When you're When you become a musician You know
0: Uh Yeah uh, it's like I remember discovering, uh, meeting guys who were like started talking about producers and who played on albums, and I was like, I never fucking thought of that, and like that just opened up a, oh, whole, yeah. a whole world to me of of a different way of viewing it and listening to it.
1: Oh yeah, I was total. I was a nerd like that, you know, like looking like whoa, David Bowie produced the Stooges record, you know, or 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 this e Pop record, or it's it's just like it gives you more context and I don't know, you just, your imagination goes wild with that stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that they bring back, have brought back vinyl because it's like, that's, I used to spend hours just staring at the record album and the lyrics and everything. It was like, and I, I feel like once that went away, it, I don't know, I feel like music... It changed the way people were perceiving music. Maybe I'm crazy.
1: Oh, no. It, I mean, I I grew up in the generation of CDs, you know? So I was getting these reissues on CD with tons of liner notes, but I would do the same, you know, with the artwork and everything, but also, you know, reading about the history of the band. You know, if you got some re-release... With awesome Liner notes or something Uh Yeah I don't know It's And um Yeah It's, it's Yeah
0: It was just like So after Because Nerve, Nerve Agents Was like your band In San Francisco right And you guys Yeah And you guys Went pretty high, you, you became Pretty recognizable band In that In the Bay Area Was that also A national recognition With the band
1: Uh yeah a little bit i think uh we we definitely toured we never toured the like europe or the u k or anything but yeah locally it was it was pretty it was like perfect i would think you know like the perfect amount of popularity, not too much not too little i don't know it was it was really good, and there was also a scene then you know the internet was young um it just felt like very Good Scene wise Healthy So yeah Um I don't know If it was super popular though But it was <laughs> for, for, for a local band I, I mean Uh The people at Gilman I heard a rumor That we Outsold Or Or uh What's the word We uh Uh Sold more tickets than Operation Ivy at Gilman Or whatever, you know, like the attendance. But I don't think that's true I think AFI or whoever, someone else did that But that was the rumor Did you,
0: could you guys tear the shit out of the room though When you played there? We sure did How's that? Feel Cause I That's a, I think a lot of people Watch I mean but seriously Like a lot of people Especially like Dumb fucks like me We You watch that And there's almost like a From a The dopey guy in the audience <laughs> It's like you're watching Superheroes To an extent And it's like I can't imagine What that must feel like
1: Yeah there's a Lot of energy <laughs> Going on <laughs> I actually like Went back and watched Um it was like a nerve agents show at Gilman, and I don't even I'm, like. You must have to be a fan and like know the lyrics and sing along because I. I you could, we're like barely playing our instruments, you know. Like if you were in the back, you're like, "What the fuck is happening?"
0: Uh, like, what do you mean you barely playing
1: your instruments? Like you just were. Oh, because we're just jumping around and. Jumping in the crowd And and all that jazz Uh, I just I
0: can't So like after a show like that Are you exhausted Or do you just want to go Like break car windows Because you have so much energy left
1: (laughs) Uh, I think a bit of both I mean I was young So Yeah I was probably like At the uh, 19, 20 Years old 21 maybe So uh, Yeah I I had energy um, And
0: when you were in Nervage Because it was Darker My Love Directly after that Or was there like A period of a, uh, uh, No pun intended Like a dark period But where you were Trying to figure out What was <laughs> next I didn't mean that I know that sounded
1: Uh, Yeah No the, Yeah Well there was Kind of a Yeah Almost It was a little bit Of a dark period I think Just cause I I loved punk It was my favorite music You know, from everything, from New York hardcore to UK punk to whatever. You know, like every all the whole spectrum. I was super into, and I I started to feel like there were almost rules, or and it was like like a formula to the songwriting or something. And if you strayed from that, you know, people just kind of were like, "Oh, gross! This isn't what I like." You know And uh, You know Bands have Made livings off of doing that Like Green Day or Blink 182 And that's cool But I I felt like kind of trapped And I was also listening to other music um, Like My Bloody Valentine And I don't know Stuff like that And I just wanted to kind of change how I wrote songs, I guess. And I felt weird uh, about doing it in the current scene that I was in. Did You, you fe- know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Did you feel limited by sort of that from
1: yeah. punk? Yeah, I did. And then I re- that's when I kind of realized, well, fuck punk. I am punk. Like, wh- I'm going to do what I want to do and i don't i don't need like uh a scene to you know i don't need that uh the the uh what's the word um i guess acceptance or something right you know cuz i you could hypothetically be in a band get some uh fans notoriety and just continue your formula for the rest of your life and that's that's rad many bands have done it you know like ramones or cramps or what, green day or whatever but uh i don't know i just couldn't do it
0: felt weird does it is it seem in the way like a a scene when there's something gets labeled and then there's like the the bay area scene or the fucking seattle scene does that yeah. put that, p- parameters yeah. and limits what that is contextually to music?
1: I think so. I, I think it. It's like the the journalists have finally caught up, and then they label it, and then it kind of. I don't know. I mean, maybe some wear it as a badge of honor, you know. And then, but for me, I usually kind of get soured on it. It's like, oh God, because you're kind of pigeonholed, you know, in, into it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think?
0: Uh, why, I think. Yeah. Why do you think listeners or are so resistant to when? And it seems like music is one of the few art forms that people are really resistant for a artist or a band to change. Why do you think that is? Because nobody goes, "Hey, Bruce Willis did a romantic comedy and now he's in an action picture. I don't dig that." Right, right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, why are yeah. music fans so limited in their in ways?
1: I, I don't know. Also, to that point, I think you have to be able to do it right. Like Bruce Willis, maybe not, but someone like Bill Murray could do it. You know, so it kind of depends on the artist, um, or the actor, or the comedian, or whoever. You know, like you can. You know, there's comedians that can do serious roles, and there's serious people who can do comedy, and. I feel like it just, just depends on Your toolbox You know If you As the artist can do it And I don't know Make it happen I guess I don't, I don't know uh, It's. But I know that there are There there are people that Are like Oh god I can't I can't do that Yeah, I can't fall for You know Joe Punk Moving on to Reggae or something but, You know I can't follow that
0: yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's there's actually a
0: listener and I don't usually do this a listener had a, a question that sort of uh that uh, uh about that about your and it's uh from rumored, a rumored friend of yours, Ryan Sambal, wanted to ask.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wants to I ask. I love it. It's like a call in.
0: <laughs> he said, uh, he asked TP, can you explain the benefits and or struggles of an artist who switches so often between mediums? Are these practices simultaneous or divided by time and place? Does one help or hurt the other? And he also adds that, uh, he loves you.
1: Oh, Ryan. <laughs> I love Ryan um, uh, I don't really know how to answer that Because cause For me personally I I kind of Focus on one And if I'm just If I'm not feeling it I, I move on to the other Like music or art for, for example when I When I moved from Los Angeles Back to the Bay I had to like Rehabilitate my whole life Pretty much And I wasn't doing good And I uh, I just had I, I felt like I couldn't write music anymore And, and I think it was because of Like my, my addiction of, of, of like opiates and stuff And I felt like that was my superpower So when I went to Rehab and I And I couldn't do that I just was I was just like empty inside. I couldn't I couldn't do anything. I couldn't make the music. I couldn't even pick up like a guitar really. And that scared the shit out of me. So I had all this I feel I feel like I still had creativity in my body, but I just couldn't apply it to music at all. So that's when I started painting again. I've always done art but this is kind of I really needed it You know As like a therapy And that's when I, So I just Completely switched To focusing on Art With the same intensity That I would With music Or something um,
0: Yeah And th- you You had to pull yourself Out of Los Angeles To To Get out of the opiates
1: Yeah I did I did I think I, I mean I was on kind of a a gnarly course, and it would have just been really bad if I stayed. I think. Was there a
0: um, specific moment where it was clear to you that you needed to
1: change? Oh, there was there was a lot of red flags throughout <laughs> the seven seven years of it. You know, like many many red flags. Unfortunately, nothing too crazy. Like almost getting arrested on tour at the at customs was pretty bad, and that so I started, you know, kind of doing a a self audit of like, holy shit, dude! Like, what what's next? You know. Um. Yeah, it was it was getting hairy. Is it? Is there? Um.
0: I don't know But as a musician Or a lot of times People sort of Believe that they have to Live certain ways uh, You know You always hear about The rock and roll lifestyle Did you Do you, Do you yeah. feel like You were at sort of Playing out that role Or was
1: it just Was it something else if- Yeah It's so fucking cliche Like I remember even Thinking to myself Like you are such a Fucking cliche dude You know um, But I don't think That's what I was going for but it definitely that lifestyle and and touring and playing music and whatever it it enables that behavior for sure
0: so right i don't know I, um why do you think uh because i did a deep dive of your music uh before i i mean i've always listened to your music but i just wanted to revisit everything and like you switch genres and styles so often And I'm just curious Like how is someone like you How do you get away with it When some people <laughs> I Like I mean cause, <laughs> And just as a side note uh, Like I love drinks Like that I don't know what it is about uh, that oh, music yeah. It's like speaks to me On like multiple levels Like it almost feels like It's already ingrained in my past It's very strange Amazing yeah <laughs> But uh Yeah um, I just don't know how you get away with uh, and keep a fan base. It's, uh, I mean, not I guess maybe now they sort of expect it.
1: Yeah. Oh, I I hope so. That would be great <laughs> if they did. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, yeah. That's that's a good question. I have no idea. Like why uh, why I do that, but I know that in the case of drinks, like maybe this is a good example. Like Kate and I both felt similar in our musical endeavors. We we felt a little disheartened by it, maybe um, trapped in a, in our like ways. I'm not really sure. We just felt very anti everything, including ourselves, you know, So Drinks was kind of the, was our frustration. Uh, We were able to vent that through music, which is so primal and cool. It it kind of felt like when you are uh, a, a young kid or teenager trying to play music and you're like, I can't play like Jimi Hendrix, but I feel like fucking... Jimi Hendrix, you know, <laughs> it, it, it was like, you know, it's like that like urge to, to create, but um, I don't know. It just felt, it felt so pure and, and simple and natural. And so that was like emotionally based, you know? So that's why that music sounds like that. It's kind of just like, fuck everything. Fuck, seriously, fuck ourselves even, you know, like this is just primal, uh, raw music and with no pretension you know even though it's so pretentious to say but it's true
0: yeah there's a there's a real freedom to it and i don't know if it was felt that way to create it but listening to it it reminds me of like when i first started being creative and there's this sort of this like you just do things and you don't care about the results and you're just Free to create Yeah And I was like That's what that Clicks when I hear it I'm like wow This is really These guys are really Just exploring And being free And that's Rare I think
1: Yeah yeah That's awesome I'm so glad that That's what you get From it Because that's That was It's kind of the whole Point of it uh, Do you guys so That's awesome to hear That a listener Can get the similar A, a similar experience um,
0: Do you Do you plan on Doing more stuff In the future with her with drinks Or in, Cause she also um, Didn't she produce uh, Your The Tim Presley Your first Tim Presley album
1: Or my I- Yeah she did Yeah Yeah Um Yeah we, I mean we 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 uh, We work a lot together And we work really well together Um So I don't know Like drinks is kind of a It's a weird therapeutic Thing It's almost like a holiday you know, when we take a break from, like, our our normal lane, you know? Like, the lanes that we're in. And when we're sick of driving on them, we kind of do the drinks thing. It's like going to therapy or something. Right. Uh, yeah.
0: Was it a, a strange for you to put something out under the name Tim Presley after having th- three, four, uh, yeah. four, four different incarnations?
1: Yeah, it was. I I felt like such a dick. Like, (laughs) you know, like Tim Presley. You know, but it felt right because it wasn't, it didn't sound like White Fence at all. I I don't think. So, and I remember hearing like some stat that if you, artists who change, Go solo You know like They have a band And then they put out A record under their name Like They sell Like I don't know Right Three fourths less Or something I I don't know But Um It All Signs Were were like Bad move Dude don't do it But I just felt like It was right It just didn't Feel right To name it anything else Is
0: there a vulnerability To it just being your name?
1: Uh uh, nah, I don't know. I didn't really. <laughs> I, I I actually really didn't care that much. I just thought it was the right thing to do.
0: I mean, everybody sort of, you know, you know, you're always sort of been the main force behind all your bands, anyway, right? Or is that wrong?
1: Yeah, I mean, White Fence could have easily just been called Tim Presley, but I just didn't feel comfortable with that. <laughs> As a name, <laughs> yeah. I guess, <laughs> yeah. Um I'm in my solo. I'm in my solo record years, man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh next is you're gonna be doing some standards. You're gonna be doing some Sinatra tunes like it, Rod it, Stewart? That's that's exactly <laughs> yes. That seems like the trajectory yeah. for all baby boomer artists is that if they have to end up doing uh Sinatra tunes. It's
1: Not that true, you're a baby man, boomer. I'm in to but my, I'm I'm headed for, yeah, Vegas That's my next stop <laughs> That's the next thing
0: <clears throat> How is quarantine uh, cause, uh, For being creative Because I feel like everybody's locked up Are you getting more done Or are you just finding yourself Just watching a lot more Netflix
1: Oh, dude, I am I'm like a wasteoid I'm, I'm not doing anything uh, Well, okay, that's not true I I wish I could do more Like when I In that In that time span Of of the White Fence records Like 2009 To 2015 I was like An insane workaholic And I'm like From morning Noon to night To early morning I was constantly Writing and recording And I loved it It was like The best experience You know Fueled by drugs And withdrawing from society, but it was the best uh, for me creatively, you know, definitely some side effects, but it was, it was awesome to do, or at least I felt good, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, and so I, I always had that in my back pocket. I thought, wow, I could always just escape if I'm feeling worthless or whatever I can always escape into that mode you know um you know sh- going in a room shutting the door and recording and writing all day and it kind of felt like this weird blessing from the gods or something where I have this power to do that and I guess really it's just freedom or you know you could anyone can do it but I, I don't know I felt strong willed about it or something and so sorry this is very long long-winded <laughs> but just context-wise like it was something that I did every day I, lived, I, I every, every single day and night and then so during quarantine you would think that would be what I would do because uh, I thought that's what I would do too but it's had this a strange opposite effect Where I'm not doing that And I don't know why Right I don't know I don't know what the deal is It just feels like There's this existential Cloud over everything yeah. And I don't know why Like like nothing's making me happy It's weird Are Except you... for art. art Art's still there
0: You're still painting And all that? I am yeah I meant to ask and, oh I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. Oh, I oh just, no 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 go ahead. Well cuz you were talking about uh, after rehab and stuff you you didn't want to pick up a guitar and you turned to painting and I was curious of when what the process was to get back to music if how did you get get back to picking up your guitar?
1: Oh uh, yeah right so I was doing Kind of like the thing I was talking about about the white fence stuff, where it was all day, all night. I was doing that now with painting, and it was very therapeutic for me. Um, and it, after a while, after a year or two of that, it kind of got me back. You know, started feeling better about myself. I think, and yeah, it kind of just weaned me back into music again. You know Yeah Um Yeah So I kind of Have always Throughout my life Flip-flopped Between the two Art Artwork And Music So Yeah I don't know It's kind of like If you have Writer's block Writing Songwriting It's good to switch I think Into something else and that could be gardening. I don't know, but um, for me, it was painting. Uh, uh, yeah, so I'm not sure if that answers Ryan's question. <laughs> Next caller. <laughs> 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 I think so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how the, you... I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's tricky. It's hard to explain, kind of, because I also of the I'm of the mind of. Writer's block is a farce, and you should just power through it and keep writing, keep recording, even if you think it sucks. Because some of my favorite songs that I've written were during those periods of, I can't write a damn song, you know? And then months later, I'll go back and hear what I had done during that period. And I'm like, oh, wow, you know, most of this is shit, but there's some nuggets in there.
0: Do you do that so, a lot, yeah, go over old, go over old stuff and and see if that maybe you were wrong in what you thought?
1: oh, definitely, yeah, for sure Because during that like two thousand nine to two thousand fifteen period, for each white fence record there was it was probably maybe twenty songs that didn't make the records, so I have like this vast collection of of songs that didn't make the albums and some of them are very bad but some of them are are kind of cool and i and i keep going back to them and listening and i feel like okay this is good i feel like i could even release this so i don't know i maybe i'll do like a Oddities collection or something. I don't
0: know. I I would be curious to what you th- think. One of you, like, what makes up a bad song of yours? Is I, I don't know. If yeah, that's even something that you could answer.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <Dad>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you but know, it's so subjective too. You know, like, I don't know. I don't
0: know. I mean, maybe you could just pass it off to somebody else and be like, "Hey, hey Britney Spears, do
1: this song." Yeah. Exactly. That's what they are They're just a bunch of Like Britney Spears Style <laughs> <things>. uh, But <laughs> would anybody be su-
0: With your jumping of genres Who would be surprised?
1: Exactly dude Yeah Um
0: Speaking of Are there genres Or like Things that you Have yet to explore That you're like Oh maybe I should do a Sky album For lack of- Is, does, does that
1: Or does that Actually <laughs> reggae. I would. I, I. want to. I want to do a reggae that album. That was like uh, the first in earnest music I appreciated was reggae when I was a kid and dancehall. That was like the, my first thing that I thought was mine. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you're a kid and everyone plays you music or you hear music. But reggae and dancehall was the first one where I actively went into Tower Records and was like, oh, I'm going to check this out.
0: Reggae gets a bad. I mean, there's like any genre, there's a lot of garbage, but there's like so much great reggae. And people, I don't know why people, it's like country. People are like, country sucks. It's like, no, country does not suck. (laughs) It's like, it drives Mm -hmm. me nuts when people say that. Or any
1: dismiss. You know what it is? What you know what it is, dude? It's the uh, it's the fan base. It's always been this way since I was a kid. Like, if the fan base is super lame, then everyone's kind of like they have trepidation getting into that band. Like, Grateful Dead is one of those bands.
0: Hi, I'm going to take a quick break from the conversation right now just to ask your help for a few things. If you could please rate and review the show on iTunes, that would mean a lot to me. Also, subscribe and tell your friends about the podcast. If you could do so in person or on social media, that would mean so much to me. And if you really want to be a bigger part of the show, you could become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash Dwyer. You can find out all this information uh, at Um The Patreon has bonus episodes and all kinds of extras and fun stuff. So please do that, and it will help me. Also, there's merch, t-shirts and whatnot, at themattdwyer.com. Thank you very much. Back to the conversation. Are you into um, the dead? Yeah,
1: I love the dead. Because uh, I... But, yeah... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I I was that weird, confused punk who loved the dead and also loved crap, and who loved crap. So I was, like, very, I was, like, low-profile dead fan. And then finally I was like, dude, fuck everyone. I love the dead. Can you explain,
0: because I think musicians have a different appreciation for the dead than... uh, Guys like me And not to brag I did see the dead With Jerry Garcia In 80s Oh nice I'm That I'm fucking old uh, But I didn't uh, Everyone said I didn't like it Because I, I wasn't on Acid And uh Not that acid- Oh you didn't like it I w- Was No I,
1: was, I mean that that's fair I mean what year was it 80 80- what? Like
0: 86 87
1: yeah, um, so what record would that be? Uh, like the they had the hit. Uh, they had Touch of Grey. A Touch of Grey era. So I, I could can understand why you wouldn't like that for sure. And like I that's,
0: do hear it's weird because I like songs of theirs and I tend to like bands that are influenced by them. But every time I go to check it out, I just I don't know what it is, and I'm just wondering like yeah. from a musician if a musician could explain it. So I'm not such a maybe I, there's something I'm not
1: understanding. Oh yeah, it's interesting. I don't know because there's many shades to the dead. There's have you heard Working Man's Dead? That album.
0: Uh, I'm sure I have, but I I wouldn't be able to. But I I will check that out.
1: Yeah, try that or American Beauty because that's kind of those are the more songwriting kind of country esque records, and I feel like that's kind of the starter. I I feel like you got to start there. And if you like that Then branch off And take acid Um And then take acid <laughs> Yeah <laughs> And then see where you get go- Yeah I mean cause then the, the next step is like The really Fucking crazy Psychedelic Jazzy shit You know I mean i think like that's That's uh, like advanced That's advanced dead
0: Yeah I mean I listen to a lot of like I mean I listen to everything So like it, that, that shouldn't In Intimidate me or put me off Because I, you know, I'll listen to Miles Davis's weird shit And uh, and yeah, whoever yeah. else uh, And even Chico Hamilton gets a little weird If you're into, like uh-huh. uh, So I can get into that spacey st- I just, I don't know what Maybe it's the inner punk Yeah Youthful punk in me who still says fuck it Or fuck them
1: Well, is it your inner punk that's like I can't get down with that scene I don't know. That is, is, is it. Is it a bias towards that that kind of hippie sunshine uh, vibe? I don't. That golden-haired uh... dancing bear. <laughs> You know Is that Is that your Is that what you're afraid of Well the one thing I thought
0: Found fascinating When I saw the show Is the parking lot Where all the Hippie Like I was like oh, That yeah. culture Cause it was just like Wow this is it's own Fucking world And it's It was fascinating yeah. to me uh, Totally I am trying to soften My curmudgeonly uh, Midwestern ways uh, I've been eating vegan. Oh, you, you, you're
1: just, you, oh, there you go.
0: So I'm on. Are you yeah. vegan?
1: No. I just saw I your try, post. Of, I saw but,
0: your post about the bleached chicken, and
1: it made me wonder. Oh no, that was just some uh, art. <laughs> I, thought that, <laughs> I thought that I thought that looks good. I just thought it looked good, and yeah, I'm off chicken, anyways, man. I can't do it.
0: Uh. Yeah, I just, I only went vegan this past week. I, I got fat, and I, it seemed like, if, but then I'm like, I, feel, I do feel better, and I can't wait to start complaining about people who have dairy products near me so I can be one of those real prickish vegans. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, go straight edge, too. Just be militant about everything. Yeah, but speaking of art, yeah. you,
0: you have an art book coming out, and that's,
1: Oh, yeah. And yeah. I
0: want to definitely talk about that. When is that coming out, and what do, what does that entail?
1: Okay, so um, the folks over at Mexican Summer have kind of a, this cool subsidiary book um, publishing... I don't even know. Is that a label? I don't know what to call it. A company called Anthology, and every one of their art books is... Flawlessly amazing, they all look good. The aesthetic of that every every book they've done is so good. Um, they even have like a Lou Reed poetry book it It's worth checking out any any of anything they've released. I think they did it at thirteenth floor elevators, like huge books about them um, and yeah, I don't know how this. Even started But they asked me To do a book And I was so stoked um, To do that with them And I just got an advanced copy The other day And it looks amazing And Yeah, I don't know I think it comes out August 25th
0: That's four days after Ryan Sambles' cassette comes out
1: You guys Oh, when, when is it It comes out On the 20th
0: 21st I think And it's also I mean 21st
1: Yeah it... um, Oh nice Well August Is
0: that your first book Of art
1: I guess Okay well Technically It's like the first I did a book with This guy Robbie Simon Do you know who he is I don't uh, He's an artist In LA uh, He's been playing A band called Wet Illustrated uh anyways, he's a cool dude. Rob Rob knows him. Um he uh he kinda did me and him made a book called Mush. He got it made, Riso Graf Style. Um so that was very DIY vibe. And but I feel like this anthology and it was awesome. I I was stoked on it. But this kind of feels like Like a proper book You know Yeah And also It kind of It's kind of conceptual Because it's that time That I was talking about That From the moment I left LA And started painting again In 2015 I think To like Up until about a year ago Or something So it's kind of a Retrospective, I guess? Or I don't know what would you call that? Yeah. <laughs> a greatest a greatest hit. It's the greatest yeah, hit a greatest hit of, of your paintings. Of art. Yeah. Um And it has some poetry in there too, or prose, I guess. Um I don't know anything about poetry, but there's there's words on pages in there as well. <laughs>
0: Did you, as a guy who's accomplished as you are, is it still kind of hip and cool to get like hold of a fucking book of your stuff and your name?
1: Yeah, man. I uh, this feels to me like when I get records, I'm stoked. You know, like I'll I'll get the record, I'll check out, make sure everything's cool, and I, and I'm proud of it. But for some reason, this book is. Like I feel so proud and i'm not I'm not bragging or anything i'm just i just feel so i feel like it's like the best thing I've done or something you know <laughs> and maybe 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 it's because it's a different medium, you know, maybe because it's a book and it's on a legit like publisher type thing, but yeah, I don't know, I was so stoked to see it and they do such a good job with the packaging and design and and all that um I don't know i was really proud of it
0: um did you study art formally or did you just start doing just
1: do it uh well I did it as a kid and then I went to the San Francisco Art Institute um uh yeah for college for art, I mean, and got a BFA, but I mean, it didn't really, <laughs> it really helped <laughs> with uh, with anything. Yeah, it's it's. I w- mean, yeah,
0: it's wild to well, me. I, it, oh, go it, ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no 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 no. Go ahead.
1: I I was just reminiscing.
0: Oh, I just I'm curious and, because so many musicians also paint, and I uh, uh, it's. I, I have no question there I'm just It's fascinating to me How many people
1: Yeah Javendra Banhart Was Went to that school Um When I was there And it's a small school Maybe like Shit I don't know 400 500 students Or something Are you guys pals? Um Are we what? Are pals? You, yeah Yeah we are Actually it's really funny he yeah, I remember so I was pretty he'll laugh at this. Um uh so I was pretty punk still uh when I was there. But kind of more like New York dolls type punk guy. And uh and he he makes when we talk about it, he he thinks That I was like This guy was like A a crass patch on my butt You know Kind of punk guy (laughs) But I wasn't And But And on the flip side I thought he was like This preppy Normal guy You know He's wearing like a polo (laughs) Like Vans Or something (laughs) So I You know It's funny when, uh, When we talk about it Um and he worked in the cafe And he asked me If uh, If uh, I would play music with him And I was like Oh You know I was flattered I, I He hadn't put any records on it This wasn't the Devendra That everyone knows You know This is like a, a normal guy <laughs> And uh, Or at least to me I didn't know him then You know I didn't know him And I, and he asked me If, if we, we would ever want to play music together And I was like Yeah 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 You know I guess you know, I, but I had my own thing going, so I I kind of shook it off, um, which was dumb because, you know, months later everyone was buzzing around uh, the school like, "Yo, did you see Devendra Banhart play?" And everyone's like, "No, why?" You know, he was running around naked all over the uh, the venue and like just with the guitar, and so everyone kept talking about him. And the next thing you know, he's he was huge. I was like, shit, I should have played music with him <laughs> <laughs> But, um So yeah, and then So we find, we became friends In the last few years So we we can joke about that stuff now Uh that's crazy but yeah, yeah, it's funny
0: Um, is there I think San Francisco's changed so much over the past few years with the tech and stuff, but is yeah. there is there still does that bum you out or is it still? I got married there, by the way. I love the city. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. we got married at City Hall, and like our reception was North Beach, the bar. Oh, sick! What? What year was that? Ah, uh, fuck! Like five years ago. I
1: had. To, I can't believe I had to. Think. Okay. <laughs> oh no! I got you busted.
0: <laughs> you are busted, dude. Uh, but it's. Is there still like a vibrant music scene? I know Sonny Smith is there, and uh,
1: yeah, there's a bunch of there's still stuff, yeah, and there's a lot of younger uh folks that are making music that and they're really enthusiastic about it, which is which is cool, you know. Um, but it's definitely not what it was. There's no like, and I've seen it. I,
0: yeah, I was just curious, like, cause you know, like Echo Park, when we, cause we moved there around the same time, you know, there'd just be like a venue and a fucking store, like a storefront, Right and uh, you know that was that was exciting. Any scene like that where they're just like, "fuck it," we're doing shows here, is exciting. Right, I right. I don't know if like even like New York and stuff. There's, it's just too expensive to pull that off. And
1: yeah, is that? Yeah, that that that's long gone here, man. I think a lot of the people who do that now it, they move to Oakland or the East Bay it's just too expensive i mean there used to be these amazing little semi venue type things here in the city actually ryan lived at one ryan semel lived at a place called engine works and you know people lived there but they also had shows and uh yeah it was it was amazing i during the peak Which was Years ago I was still living in LA And I was So happy to hear That that kind of stuff Was happening in San Francisco You know still Cause I was around During the dot com Bubble thing And then That was when People started moving out First I forget what year that was Um Maybe late 90s Or something I mean, I guess it popped, and people started living in San Francisco again, like John Dwyer and Ty, you know, all those people. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, because I've heard that a lot of these companies, these huge Twitters and whatevers, you know, everyone's working remotely now, and I wonder if all those techies... Who are kind of fucking up the city. I wonder if they will move to a place if they can work from home and they can live anywhere, right? And maybe that'll open up spots for young, you know, poor musicians and artists to move back in again. I don't know.
0: Yeah, to me, it's like I mean, I've been going there since the early 90s and. It's just like to me, it's the perfect city like i if I could afford it I, yeah. I would live there in a heartbeat, but i you know I have kids and all that bullshit, so I can't just live meagerly like i once did
1: yeah, but you know it's it it would be a good if you were able to like afford a house here, I feel like it would be a great place for kids yeah, if I could do things, I, you know yeah like I just all I do is walk around. I don't have a car, my license is expired, I just walk around the city, and everything's at arm's length for me, you know? And it's such a different vibe than L.A., where I was in my car so much that I didn't even think about it, and then when I moved back here, I was like, oh my god, now I get like car sick? It's weird. Because I I haven't been in a car for so long.
0: I, I despise cars. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, yeah. like that, I mean, when I, I grew up in Chicago And it's like, I, I moved to Los Angeles I didn't have a driver's license either And I was like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta do this? Like, it was mm-hmm. it's the one I love Los Angeles Like, I think it gets shit-talked But I despise the car culture
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really annoying Especially if you have, like, a, a job that Where you have to kind of commute A little bit in LA Because mm-hmm. I definitely did once upon a time, and it fucking sucked, you know? Like an hour to work in traffic, work for fucking eight hours, and then an hour back. It was just soul sucking. Yeah. But that's why I loved Echo Park because I, and like you can move, you're kind of in the center of it all, right? Like you can move to, you, I mean, you could drive to downtown, you could drive to Silver Lake, you could drive you know, to Highland Park, and it all takes roughly the same amount of time. You're kind of in the perfect zone. Yeah. You know, Echo Park. It's so central to what... to your needs.
0: Yeah, I feel like Echo Park, when we were first there, was like a magical... It's not the same, yeah.
1: but it's like it was just... Yeah, what... So you moved... You were there roughly same time as me, you said?
0: Yeah, I I think I moved there in like... Maybe like Eight months after nine eleven, I was in New York Before Uh-huh And then Uh I lived there for Eight years I think
1: and Yeah okay So we were We were there probably at Like around a similar time We probably and it were it was Fucking magical man Like what Echo Park was like the, the fucking Like looking back now It was the best Place I've ever Lived I don't and the th- most, and, and for so many reasons, you
0: know. Yeah, I don't think I realized. And then there was—it just seemed like there was creativity. Remember Sea Level Records? Yeah, like I, me and Duncan Trussell did a. We had a comedy show we did there once a month, and we would get like a. We we just wanted to marry the scenes, like we wanted because we were friends with a lot of band guys. Oh, so we were yeah like, yeah. We were just like, let's have. A, we would literally Have a, our show And then had a keg of beer That was free And it was just a big Fucking party once a month
1: <laughs> It was Yeah um, yeah There was a lot of that going on Yeah Fuck that was such a good time Yeah Yeah it just felt like that, a, that, it, was, it was a spirit And an energy exactly. Yeah like uh Do you know J- Jonah He was a comedian Jonah Ray Did You know him Jonah yeah. Ray Yeah
0: Yeah he's one of my yeah. Closest friends I wrote on his TV show And we're, we're old pals
1: Oh, sweet. Yeah, because he, cause he like, when you said that, it reminded me of him, because he kind of was merging that, you know, I think he put out like a seven inch. Yeah. And, you know, he, he was involved. And that was what was cool is that everyone was kind of involved with each other's stuff. It wasn't, you know, isolated scenes. It was, it was like a meeting of the minds of many different mediums and formats.
0: Yeah, I dug because like we would have bands play our comedy show, and then bands would have us like host shows, and yeah, right. yeah. Sometimes not I, good, but <laughs> but fun. Yeah, like it yeah, just, yeah. It yeah. It didn't seem to fucking matter because people were just no, it's a having, good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably were at the Little Joy several times and together, and didn't even know it.
1: Yeah. True. Yeah, do you remember when Little Joy was sketchy and, you know, you walk in and there's a a really pretty bartender with like a gold tooth and uh, a bunch of local people. You could buy Coke, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there'd be like a like a Mexican dude with a cowboy hat and a big old belt buckle. And he was your go-to guy You know I don't know It seemed like shady But fun
0: You know Yeah No I remember The first time I discovered The Little Joy Like it felt like It was like East Village New York cool like Yeah seven, And it was like And then one day Yeah like, like it just Had this And I liked that It was this crazy mix Of who knows who What But then yeah, uh, I remember like The LA Weekly Did an article about it And I walked in there One day And it was <clears throat> A sea of guys In trucker caps And I was like Fuck
1: <laughs> I remember that I remember that That time It got Yeah it got written up Like best bar in LA And then It just went to shit And You know There was like a band Called Little Joy I, I don't know It just got Overexposed You know Like, like all things though. Yeah Yeah
0: Um I, to wind it up, I just want to, uh, where listeners can, uh, if they don't know your stuff or like uh, any social media or websites you want to share and where they can find the book.
1: Oh, um, yeah. So Anthology is the company. Same company it doesn't feel right. Publisher?
0: Publisher, yeah.
1: Anthology. Um, they're linked to... Mexican summer, so I don't know if you kind of just scour the net, but yeah, it's called Under the Banner of Concern, and by me, Tim Presley. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It comes out late August, I think the 25th. Um, Yeah. I'll
0: I'll put it all in the the show notes, so if people want to Links and all that stuff. They could, I'll put it there, so if they can track that down and oh, purchase yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you very much, Tim, for your time. This was uh, a thank you, a blast, dude.
1: We didn't talk about jail guitar doors. Oh fuck!
0: I meant to. I forgot to bring that up.
1: Yeah. How was that? <laughs> um, it was like surreal for me. Are you? I. I...
0: Were you a big Wayne? Kramer, I was like MC5 fan. Yeah,
1: dude. Yeah. In fact, if you go back and I mean, don't don't do this, but there's like photos of me and the Nerve Agents wearing an MC5 shirt. I was a huge, huge, huge fan of the MC5 and Wayne Kramer. I, yeah, like especially Wayne Kramer. And uh, so when I got asked to do that, I, I didn't think he had the right guy. <laughs> I was like what? I was like Are you sure dude? Like Me You know Because it's a pretty Stacked bill right It was Uh Fucking The It was Wayne Kramer Um Oh my god I keep thinking What's his I fucking know St- name Starcrawler
0: Oh Was it one of the Alvin brothers No no I
1: How do I, I don't, <laughs> The Rage Against the Machine guy Oh Morello <laughs> Yeah Morello yeah, um, and I just felt so out of my depth. It I felt, you know what I mean? Yeah, like I. It felt like such a big thing. So I was so excited that he, would have even asked me. Yeah, it was like your hero asking you. You know. I. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I got involved with them. A uh, friend of mine is wayne is one of his best friends and he asked me if i'd host one of the shows at the echoplex and i was like uh but and then it's like i became friends with wayne and his wife and like they would have us over but i can never yeah i can never be present because i'm always just like like i'm like i'm eating chicken with wayne kramer it's like yeah it's yeah, totally. yeah. And it's like weird because it's like i've been in this stuff for like a thousand years and it's like i've Eating chicken with a lot of people,
1: <laughs> but it's, yeah.
0: I can't. I can't relax. I, I just there's. It's always hovering in my head. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fucking Wayne Kramer from the MC Five.
0: And he's that's su- insane. He's such a uh, like because I got involved with Joe Guitar Doors and, and I started organizing like uh, comedy shows for the, yeah. just to raise money and stuff. And but it's like. Uh, I forgot where I was fucking going with this. Oh well.
1: Yeah, he. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a cool dude. Always has been cool. You know. Yeah. And I, I was really, um, I really appreciated how kind he was to me, and also his wife was so sweet to me, like, you know, following up and, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's... A, good, pe- good people. He's good such, people
0: Like, he... he and I'm like, he makes me want to do more to make the world better. That's how I feel like... I'm like, this guy yeah, yeah, is yeah. busier than I'll ever fucking be, and he still dedicates a huge chunk of his time to doing good for the world. And I'm like, I'm a lazy piece of shit. Like, I gotta step in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I feel the same, dude. I mean, we all could do more, you know? Yeah. We really could. But, but yeah, I mean... Some people have just a laser-focused drive, and it's really admirable. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, that was. That was. Oh yeah. Oh sorry. no, no, I, I didn't. My. Mind mind mind. Reminiscing again, I, I had a weird moment with. Uh, I keep wanting to say Tony Iomi, but it's <laughs> Camarillo. <laughs> I like. T- t- I had a weird. I had a weird moment with him on stage. And to this day, I can't figure out if he liked it, liked me, or hated me. And I can't figure it out. It was like at the end where all the guitarists got on stage to perform, kick out the jams. And there was this intro, the intro about, I don't know, you know. -hmm. And uh, right before it goes into the verse, I do kind of like this Chuck Berry... Kind of slide You know Kind of thing Mm -hmm. And he turns around And he points his finger at me really quick And goes You're fucking crazy man And I couldn't tell If he meant that like You know how like Bad means good Kind of thing Right I don't I can't
0: I I, I don't know I've been around him But I never really had an But to me From what I gather from him He probably dug it
1: Okay (laughs) Okay
0: <laughs> uh but I've been in similar. I don't moments. know.
1: It felt it was very weird. It was very weird. It was uh, very weird. It made me very insecure.
0: Yeah, I saw them play pu- I could I couldn't make that um at the time I was like without a job and I just life was I was just really stressed and I was like I can't go to this fucking thing which I hate yeah. I But I eventually got to see the MC the reunion group play and it was one of the fucking I mean it was like a spiritual experience. It was like one of the best live yeah. things I've ever seen. It was crazy.
1: That's sick. who who was singing?
0: Uh the dude from I cannot remember his name from Zen Gorillas is the band he was in which I think is oh, a San yeah. Francisco band.
1: Right. Oh shit. Yeah, 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 he's yeah.
0: Yeah. He's fucking tall as shit, too. Like it's he's got to be like 6 7. Like he's massive. But it's like it was yeah. uh, it was uh Kim Thiel, like from Soundgarden, the drummer uh Brenda from uh oh, drummer yeah. from Fugazi love... and it was just but it was like fucking unbelievable.
1: That's cool, man. That's cool. I love it when they when bands come back like that and nail it. Like I saw some Stooges like reunited Stooges footage and it's so sick.
0: I keep, that's the one, because I know Wayne and Iggy are good buddies, and I'm like, when am I going to, like, stop by their house and, like, Iggy's going to be...
1: Like, yeah. I'm like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the dream, to meet Iggy. Uh,
0: Yeah, I don't get, like I, like I said with Wayne, like, I don't get starstruck or any of that, but, like, Iggy would be probably one of those few ones where I'd be like, ah, pff, I, I don't have anything else. I know. <laughs> I know.
1: But, but with that said, I feel like he's also the type that would... He'd be really cool to you And down to earth You know Yeah Even though you're shitting bricks <laughs> I feel like I feel like he'd try You know Or I want to believe that But I feel like he would I feel like he would There's a
0: There's a Humility with all those Detroit guys Like uh, Maybe it's because they've been Through so much Yeah it's much, true It's true You know Did it's, you read yeah. uh Wayne's memoir
1: um. Uh, no, it's. I, I I've read a bunch about uh the MC5, but I forget what it was. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was a memoir.
0: Yeah, it came out maybe like a year, two two years ago. But it's like, oh, okay. I, then no, I, I knew he was like a criminal and stuff, but I had no idea to what level. Like he was robbing houses and. He, oh, fuck. <laughs> he was like a serious Fucking punk <laughs> Like
1: Yeah man Those Detroit guys Don't play man They are They're crazy but it's Crazy so, boys
0: It's so weird Cause now he's like He I, I don't know what he was like What it would have been like To meet young Wayne Kramer But he's just the You know now he's just The coolest laid back Dude in the world And you're like You're It's almost hard to believe He's that guy <laughs> It's like Until you see him play right. Then you're like Oh yeah you're yeah. that guy
1: that's so true, because when I met him, I was like, oh, he just seems so nice and like a normal man, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then, yeah. And and he is, but, yeah, I, it was it was kind of like, whoa, crazy. I kind of expected a little more wild or something, As a, or I don't know.
0: Because you obviously have met a thousand people in the world. Does that happen often where you're, like, still, like, sort of in awe of somebody, because... Because
1: Yeah Yeah I'm trying to Think of like an example A lot of the times I've been disappointed though
0: That's That's um, what scares
1: me Yeah I think it's best to I always just go for the classic Hey man Thank you for all the music Really appreciate it And then I'm out Before I Can either Make an ass of myself Or or get disappointed Or something <laughs> <laughs> I don't know But yeah Man I I totally do But I I try to I try to think like What What do I appreciate When someone says Hey When they come up to me And go Hey dude Love your music And like that's it Like that That rules Like that's my favorite thing You know It kind of like Makes my day Yeah So So that's That's my thing I just want to give them A short little you know, a little recognition, a little tip of the hat, <laughs> and then out. <laughs> Although I did corner Jackson Brown at the airport, and I asked him a very specific songwriting question, and he was stoked, so I, I, I got away. I got away with talking to someone for over, for, for over one minute, you know? Oh,
0: that's crazy. He's... Played one of the jail Guitar shows yeah. at the Ford. Oh
1: my yeah no yeah that's right
0: he was, was there. Oh, was he at that one too? He was. He was. He had it, really bad breath though. Oh, interesting. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. It's
0: always, but dude, he he's the coolest though. He's the coolest. He uh yeah, because it was weird to see Wayne Wayne played with him. Like he did the solo on Running on Empty or something, and it was just yeah, it was surreal because it was like you know those tech you know in your brain that those two don't click musically but you know right right there was one Joe Guitar Doors show where uh David Yao and Wayne did uh 1968 by the Stooges and Wheelchair Epidemic oh, sick. it was wow like i felt bad N- nothing against Jill Sobley uh but like it was like it literally was one of those moments where you know, the whole energy of the room changed, and it was, like, it went to, yeah. like, electric and, like, just on fire. And then, you know, I was just, like, whoever follows this, I feel so bad for, because you can Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, like, you know, it's, like, a, a sprinkle following a hurricane.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Fuck, that's awesome. Yeah, and I'm a huge
0: Jesus Lizard fan, so that was just, like, a double... Yeah, like, me
1: too. Yeah. Um,
0: He's uh, he lives in L.A. now. I've, uh, you probably know that.
1: Yeah, you probably saw him. Already. I like. I he slept on my couch once. Really? And it was so funny because yeah, I mean it was a big night of drinking and what, whatever, <laughs> and whatever. And I forgot, and I woke up, and there he is, David Yao on my couch petting my cat. <laughs> It was amazing And and to think that like Five years before Or something I was Watching him At bottom of the hill Jesus Lizard And I don't know if you've ever been to bottom of the hill No I'm sure you have You haven't? Oh, okay Well, to the left of the stage There's like a, a Kind of a kitchen window Kind of thing You know, where servers put up You know, they put the Burger up on Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely Kind of like a Okay, it's like a burger window He jumped from the stage Into that And, you know That must be like a Ten foot leap At least And the opening of it is Maybe a foot Or something, <laughs> you know I, I don't know I Crazy man But so Such a fucking awesome front man And to see him there So calm And petting a cat Was just like, the best juxtaposition
0: ever Yeah, he's such a soft-spoken... Like, I told him that he scared a friend of mine Like, not him in life, but, like, his stage persona I was like, yeah, you you scare my friend Todd And he legitimately seemed, like, hurt Like, he was like, oh, I... Oh, okay <laughs> I
1: was like, not yeah. you like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah He's fucking cool, man I love David, yo And I, I, I love the... Um, the part where Rob was talking about our first fall show in uh, San Diego. Oh, yeah. And how David, yeah, yeah, I thought that was the worst show he's ever seen. <laughs> fucking cool. I think that is the ultimate compliment. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, uh, I appreciate your time. I could probably talk to you for yeah. another hour and... 20 minutes. Yeah, I know. Yeah,
1: well, yeah.
0: I have a full bladder to to, one light. Okay, you. dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to Conversations with Matt Dwyer. Do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast. Remember to rate and review it. And if you like, become a Patreon supporter at or Conversations with Dwyer. Also, listen to my friend's podcast Hunk by Mike Bridenstine and Kill Gallant's Pub with Joe Kill Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you again.